Stacey. Hello, Mum. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Well, I mean, brains fried, learning all this stuff about brains. Uh-oh. Brains killed your brain. You will have to excuse the echo for today. Are you in your mansion? So I've moved into my mansion. Yeah. And uh, we haven't got all the furniture in yet. So your sound is just bouncing off the marble walls, huh? There's just marble everywhere. So uh, the only other thing I've got is the pool and we can't really go there. I'm sure you'll record an episode one day from the pool. Once you've got that cabana boy to hold all your recording equipment. No, you see, I've been wondering about that. Now, we had quite a lot of people wanting to be cabana boys and apparently cabana girls. Oh, you're going to have to interview some people. Well, I thought, let's just put everybody's name in a hat and draw the name out and they can be cabana boy or cabana girl for the month. Oh, that sounds good. So that seems fair, doesn't it? Yes. Yes, then they get to go home <laughs> eventually. Then, then they, yeah, then they can go home when I've had enough of them. <laughs> I think a month is more than enough. What are you saying, Stacey? Nothing at all. But there's a reason we shipped you off to Spain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One day I'll come back. You know that, don't you? And yours is the only address I know. Dun dun dun. <laughs> Yes, one day you'll turn out there'll be a tent in your garden. And that's where I'm sleeping. (laughs) Right then, anyway, let's get on. What are we doing? We're doing brains and I found a lot of stuff out and I was full of, thought this was very interesting. It is very interesting, but it's such a big topic. It is, but throughout the podcast, Mm -hmm. I'm going to chuck in a few little Brain teasers. Ooh. And then I'll give her the answers at the end. Oh, I like it. And in multi-choice questions, you can have a think about them while we're doing the podcast, all right? Okay. Well, we better get going then. Let's get going. Let's do it. Coming from Reddit, Stacey, your host. While mum's with flamingos on the Spanish coast You'll find two ladies full of bunks and some laughs Making a podcast called Rupture Up So, brains, can we start with a brain teaser? Let's start with a brain teaser, go for it Okay, so, the thuggy That's T-H-U-G-G-E-E, the thuggy, Mm. was a murderous band of robbers that plagued India for over 600 years. Okay. Now, can you tell me what was this group's weapon of choice? Okay. So you've got four choices here. So number one, the handkerchief... Okay. Number two, the pigeon. (laughs) Okay. Number three, a brass knuckle duster. Mm. Or number four, some sword concealing pants. (laughs) So, I'm not giving you the answer now. No, that's fine. What are you thinking? I'll give you my two thoughts. Is brass the metal that's made up of different things? 
copper and zinc. I'm wondering whether they had brass back then. Maybe not. They've had brass for thousands of years. It's in old churches, isn't it? They've been rubbing it for years. They've been rubbing that for years, yeah. It's very old brass. Fine, so they could have knuckle dusters. Right. And thuggies sounds a bit too much like huggies, which are nappies. So I'm not sure about the pants, but I'll write down my answer and we'll have it at the end. Okay. So then, tell me something about brains. I'm going to start with the basics. Okay. As if you can get basic about a brain. Well, let's try. So I'll talk a bit about the human brain. The human brain is the largest brain of all vertebrates relative to body size. So all vertebrates, we've got the biggest brain. Relative to our body size. Okay. And how much does it weigh? About three pounds, so it's one and a half kilos. That only makes up 2% of our body weight. Okay. And although that's only 2% of our body weight, it takes up 20% of our body's energy and oxygen requirements. Just for what? What is it using it? Just to, to keep the processes going, keep the neurons firing. It only takes about five minutes without oxygen for your brain cells to start dying, so you need to keep them oxygenated all the time you know how people say you only use 10 percent of your brain yes it's, it's nonsense why would you have such a big brain and only use 10 percent of it obviously you're using every part of it okay but if our brain was a computer hmm. that we just plugged in yeah it would have a capacity of Around two and a half million gigabytes. Oh, wow, that's a big memory stick. That is a big memory stick. I have to put it on a trolley to carry mine round. <laughs> so that means, really, we could do everything and remember everything. Yeah. But although our brain is big enough to actually store all the information we actually don't have a very good recall ability no we don't so so we don't remember things very well and that gets worse as we get older so even if we used all our brain we still wouldn't remember i don't even remember where i've put my shoes (laughs) and i only had them on like 20 minutes oh i've got them on it's all right we had a listener on facebook called bridget who sent me a very interesting article about how smell is our best stimulator of memory. Uh, Yeah, that's definitely for me as well. Yeah, so visually we don't necessarily remember things. You know, we're very, very poor witnesses to crimes as a human race because we remember things as we thought they were, not necessarily as they were. We fill in the gaps too much. But with smell, there's a very primal kind of response to smell and you might not have smelt something for 60 years and then suddenly you smell it and it brings back so many memories when i was very small my nan used to live near aberystwyth yeah in a farmhouse overlooking the estuary in wales yeah and she used to have red geraniums in terracotta pots along the windowsill Mm. and the cat used to go in and out of the window and used to brush against them. Now, every time I smell a geranium where the leaf's been crushed, yeah, I, I remember Archie, their cat, 
and I can see everything in the kitchen just for a brief moment. It's amazing, isn't it? That's my smell memory. That's the one that's strongest. The olfactory bulb, so the sort of smell centre in your brain, is right next to the hippocampus, which is the centre for making memories of events so so that you can remember something that happened. So they think that because they're very close together... Is this where your short-term memory is or your long-term memory? Yeah, it's not necessarily that. So if your hippocampus is damaged, you could learn to ride a bike or, you know, you'd remember the name of somebody if they told you it, but you wouldn't necessarily remember where you met them or you wouldn't remember learning to ride the bike, but you can, you know that you can ride a bike and you can do it, but you wouldn't remember learning to ride the bike. So it's all about Mm. memories of events, sort of episodic memories. It's very interesting. And that's why they think when you then get this smell stimulus, it reminds you of this this episode, this, you know, this memory that could have been lost in, in your mind for years and years, but you can remember almost everything about it. It's very interesting. It's brilliant. The next stop will be Rough Giraffe. When do you think we first used the word zombie? In what? In in language as a whole? Yes. The, fir- the first recorded use of the word zombie. Is it in Frankenstein? No. Is it before then? When was Frankenstein? That was the 1800s. Uh, this is early 80s. This is 1819, the first use of the word zombie. Okay, so what is it then? So it's actually referring to a rebel leader, an Afro-Brazilian rebel leader called Zumbi, and and then it's sort of a, a weird sort of mixture of a West African word called Nazambi, which means God, and Zumbi, which is fetish. So there's all these sort of connotations of that word that just got moved into, into our language. And the uh, voodoos were using these these words, these sort of words for God and fetish, and then that got moved to meaning, you know, somebody who is undead. So that these witch doctors weren't... Zombies weren't dead people. They were people that had been sort of put into a trance and people thought they were dead and they buried them and then they they came back to life, essentially, but they weren't actually dead. I thought they were given some sort of... What's that? Carare or Carare... Look a caracha, look a caracha. What's that poison that makes you completely stiff? I can't remember, but it keeps your brain completely active, but you can't move at all. The reason I wanted to talk about it is because, did you see in the news recently that people in Florida got a text alert to say that there was a zombie attack? No. <laughs> well, no, I didn't. They didn't believe it, did they? Right, so imagine it's like half past one in the morning, all the power goes out, and then you get a message on your phone that says the power's out and there's a zombie attack. If that comes to you from the council, for example, you would freak, wouldn't you? No. That, you wouldn't? No. You wouldn't believe it? No. <laughs> because you don't think zombies exist? No, of course they don't. I don't. They don't exist. Not in, not in what you're thinking of running around undead people coming out of graves and attacking other people. That doesn't exist, does it? Not 
that we know of. I'd, I'd probably go outside and have a look. <laughs> but the first rule of horror is do not go out of the door. Just lock the door and sit there and wait and see what happens. Go on the internet and see what other people are doing. Yeah, that's a good idea now. Yeah. Uh, but no, let me think. If somebody said all the power's gone out yeah. and there's a murderer on the loose, then I'd believe it. There's half a dozen people escaped from prison and they've cut all the power. I'll be believing that. Yes. I wouldn't be going out of the door then. I'll be locking myself in the bathroom. <laughs> but yeah, there were nearly 8,000 people that got this message about the zombies. And uh, they actually thought it was real. It was half past one in the morning. I bet most of the people weren't even aware. Your brain plays tricks with you at half past one in the morning if it wakes you up. Oh, that would be horrible, wouldn't it? If you then try to turn turn the light on to and it's not and you're like oh my god oh my god um have you ever thought there's definitely a bloke standing in the doorway and then find out it's your dressing game yes yeah, split for a split second it's like what is that the thing is once your brain realizes what it is it doesn't matter how much you turn off the light and look at it you can't see it as the person stood there again no but there's a series on Netflix called Mind Games. Is it Mind Games? Brain Games, I think. There were some very interesting ones about looking at the picture of a scene and a photograph and you keep looking at it and it changes from black and white to colour. Yes, I saw that. It's so strange, but they haven't changed the picture at all. But your brain sees the colours and it fills in all the gaps. It's really strange, isn't it? Yeah. It's really strange. You think, no, it's not going to get me this time. You think you can resist it, but you can't. All of those those brain games on that program, your brain just falls for them every single time. I didn't. I watched that program th- three or four times with yeah. different bits, and every single time the same thing happened. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I knew that it wasn't real. Now that's weird because that's not like the dressing gown is it no no so even though your brain now knows that is a black and white picture why does it keep filling the color in i don't know and i go this time i'm gonna get it this time it's not gonna beat me now it's got me can you see those 3d pictures the magic eye ones yes not very well i think when when the magic eye pictures were like really popular, I could never see them. I don't think I learned to see them till maybe about five years ago. All right, oh, you do have to actually train yourself to see them. Once you see it, it's like whoa! It is weird, isn't it? Yeah, but I know I, I haven't looked at one for a while, so I don't know whether I'd be able to g- get into it. Well, I only asked you because. I hadn't seen one for maybe 10 years or so. Yeah. And when I was clearing out to move up to Spain... Yeah. I found a book in the bedroom, and even though I'd not looked at it for 10 years, uh, as soon as I looked at it, I could see the pictures almost straight away. It took me a little time to get the first one. Yeah. But after that... So my brain did remember. Remembered how to look at them. Yes. Yeah, that was a phenomenon at the time, wasn't it? Do you remember? (laughs) Phenomenon. I I used to be so gutted that everyone would go, wow, ooh, look at that one. And I'd be like, 
Oh, yeah. Well, the only way I ever actually got to look at one properly, somebody said, cut it out and put it into a picture frame behind glass and put it on the wall and look at it. Mm. And you can look at it from different angles. Oh, okay. And I did, and I looked at it slightly off-centre, and I always came almost immediately. Yeah. So, shall we have another brain teaser? Shall I do a jingle? Hang on. Oh. It's time for Mum's Brain Teaser, Mum's Brain Teaser. We're going to have a brain teaser for Mum. Boom, boom. In Spain! Oh, sorry. Hola, in Spain. Hola! Right, well, this has nothing to do with Spain, unfortunately. In Vancouver, in British Columbia. Yes. It is illegal to build a new house with what? So, is it illegal to have in your new house bay windows, Mm. pet doors, you know, cat doors or dog flaps, gutters or doorknobs? Hmm. So, that's your next brain teaser. That was Mum's brain teaser. I can't remember the tune of the jingle I just did. Yeah, I'm doing three or four of these. Don't put it in every time. (laughs) You'll ruin it for yourself. (laughs) Such a thing as overkill. (laughs) Ho, 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 rum, tum, tum, rum, tum, tum, tum. <laughs> hello, Mum. Hello, Stacey. This is Giles from the Filmmakers Podcast to give you a filmmaking fact. Did you know when a large audience watches a film together at the cinema, their brains become synchronised? They are so synchronised, in fact, that the whole audience starts to blink at the same time. I want you to go out there and prove me wrong. I don't know how you do this. You could film it, I suppose. There is that, yes. But you can't do it if you're just looking, because you're blinking at the same time, so you'll never know. That is the filmmaking fact of this week. Back to Mum and Stacey. So what I want to ask you... Yeah? ...is, if you see somebody vomit, does it make you gag? So here's the thing. Recently, so since I had the flu back in February, my gag reflex is really bad and when I was going to work after that someone had been sick in a car park near work and it hadn't been cleared up for uh, for weeks and weeks but to begin with I smelt it and when I smelt that vomit it was making me want to be sick and then it was like it'd been cleared up but I knew that the smell had been there and so every time I went past it it was making me gag so recently yes but you know, patients have vomited on me and I've never had a problem with it. But recently, somebody vomiting or the smell of vomit really makes me gag. Now, I've had patients vomit on me. Hmm. I've kids vomit on me. Yeah. That's not really ever bothered me up until a few years ago when I had my chemotherapy. And this must be a similar thing. Yeah. Now, certain things just make me... <clears throat> So, do you know why you do that? No, tell me. So, it's a really old dinosaur trait that we've got. I mean, it's not from a dinosaur, (laughs) but uh, it's known as sympathy vomiting. Okay. And when they scan your brain, when they show somebody doing that... 
the, your brain acts exactly the same as if you're being sick yourself. Oh. Right? Now, they say that there's a good reason for this. And a long time ago... I've gone back a long time. Yeah. Before brass... Oh, my gosh. If a member of your clan was heaving... There's a really good chance that they've eaten something that's not good. Ah. And there's an equally good chance that you've eaten it as well. Okay, yes. So this response has been hardwired into our brains so that we it's a survival technique from thousands and thousands of years ago. So that if we see somebody being sick, we try and do the same thing. So that we survive. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just want... You try and get rid of the poison. Yes. The toxins are going. I was reading up about uh, other sort of innate senses that we've lost and GPS systems have made us lose our innate ability for directions, which is sad. So... We were obviously travellers thousands and thousands of years ago. Yes. Um, Aboriginal Australians, they keep their... No, it's not Aboriginal Australians. What are they called? Original Australians? Native Australians. Yes. They keep their inbuilt GPS going because they go walkabout. Yes. Apparently they can wander for months at a time. Even though they might not know where water and things are, they can find it because they've had stories passed down and they just store it all in their brain. So here's the interesting thing. You know London cab drivers? Oh, with that knowledge. Now, proper black cab drivers are not allowed to use GPS. They have to learn every single road apparently there's 25,000 streets in London they have to learn every single one of them off by heart so they can take you know their passengers anywhere they have much bigger hippocampus so as I said before that's that memory center theirs is much bigger than you or I would be would be because they are constantly exercising that part of their brain because they have to remember the streets. So, if you exercise your brain, it gets bigger. Yes. I'm going to exercise mine now. (laughs) How are you going to do that? I don't know, a bit of jogging. (laughs) I don't know, other than thinking. Thinking doesn't use that much energy in your brain. It's not thinking necessarily, it's problem solving, isn't it? That's what you need to be able to do. All right, okay. I think just general thinking uses about five calories an hour. We have about 50,000 thoughts a day. Is that right? Yeah. You're looking at the wrong person. (laughs) If I have 200, that'll be enough for me. Otherwise, I'll be worn out. You don't even know they're happening. Your brain is just thinking, thinking, thinking. It only pushes certain ones into the... I was going to say into the forebrain as if it's like literally pushing it there, but into into your consciousness, should I say. But, yeah, 50,000. You don't think about it. So you say... Your brain works really quickly and you don't think about all the things that it's doing. Yeah. But how quickly? They say in the blink of an eye. Now, we did eyes last time. So, in the blink of an eye. How fast is that? About a twelfth of a second. Wow. Okay. So, in the blink of an eye, 
Yeah. That's how long it will take your brain to process a single word on a page. Okay. All right. Now, that's pretty fast. Yeah. However, what I found was just amazing. In the blink of an eye... Yeah. ...is the amount of time it takes for the star-nosed mole (laughs) to actually find, catch and eat its food. (laughs) So that is quick. That's very quick. I think it just hoovers it up. So it doesn't actually chew it. I think it's got its little thing at the front like it's an enemy. It just goes along like a Dyson. It's gone. I reckon that's the only way it does it. (laughs) That's very fast though. So we're reading words and he's at his dinner. Yeah, exactly. He's on dessert before I've got to the end of the line. Have you got any cut? Oh, it's too late. I'm eating it. (laughs) You're reading the menu and he's already finished. Hey you, yeah you, you got something to say, then say it here. Email us at graftgiraffepodcast at gmail.com, Twitter at graftgiraffepod, Instagram at graftgiraffepodcast, search us on Facebook for Rough Giraffe. Subscribe and review us on iTunes and Podbean. Thanks. How old do you think your brain is? How old is my brain? So, you know, like, your skin replaces itself every few weeks. Oh, yes. And then your blood cells, your white blood cells are replacing themselves almost every day. Yeah. And your red blood cells replace themselves about every three or four months. The cells that line your lungs are replaced almost every week because they get all mucky. Right. Fat, apparently, is up to 10 years old. Oh. Look how young that hip is. (laughs) Right, so, how old do you think your brain is? So, I did read that the brain isn't mature until you're 25 years old, but does that mean it hadn't been replaced before then? Probably not. I, I don't think the brain cells get replaced very often. They don't. There's no capacity really for the brain to regenerate so the your brain is pretty much as old as you are mm, okay you're in an adult yes there is some regeneration when you're little and and you're growing some brain cells when you're small because your brain's not big enough yeah but there are lots of scientists i looked up in a few places and they said that your brain cells are not replaced And you just lose some as you get older. So what you've got of your brain when you get old is what you had in the beginning. Just got to keep hold of them. Mine's well wrinkled by now. Oh, here's an interesting thing, talking about wrinkled brains. Yeah. You know what a brain looks like with all its folds and wiggles. I do. A mouse's brain is smooth. Is that right? Yeah. How come? Because the more advanced your brain, the more of these lumps and bumps it has in, because it's basically like... It's not a solid thing. It's like folded up, like a, a Vionetta. You know, the the curvy bit on the top of Vionetta where it's all... I knew I recognised it from somewhere. <laughs> so it's it's all rippled like that and curved round and, and made into a ball. But a mouse's brain just hasn't got the capacity, I suppose. It just doesn't have the functionality that our brains do. So it's it just isn't rippled. It's just smooth because it's small. Hmm. 
That is weird. Isn't that weird? Just to think it's like a marble in its head. What about birds then? What are their brains like? Birds? What about birds? What are their brains like? I don't know, actually. I'm sure that certain birds, like the parrots and the crows, I'm sure they've got much more complicated brains. They do. They have the parrots and corvids. That's the crow family. Yeah. They have the capacity for speech. Ah. So they've got some sort of different type of brain cell. And it's slightly like... If they've got like a shell... Yeah. And then extra brain cells. Parrots and corvids have a slightly different brain structure to an ostrich. Ostrich is a pretty stupid bird, isn't it? It's lasted a long time, though. It's not that stupid, is it? (laughs) Well, when you're big, you can afford to be stupid, like giraffes. A giraffe stupid? They're not that clever, but no one eats them, really, so they don't have to be clever. Okay. So I don't have to be clever because nobody's going to come and eat me. Exactly. What else have you got to tell me about brains? Brain freeze. Do you get brain freeze? Mm, I love brain freeze. (laughs) Do you? (laughs) Well, I do and I don't. I really, really, really like drinking things that are extremely cold. And I know what's going to happen, but I still want it super cold. So brain freeze, I was going to say for anyone who doesn't know what it is, but everybody must have had brain freeze, mustn't they? Yes, when you've shoved half a carton of salted caramel ice cream in your mouth in one go and then tried to swallow it. And then your head feels like it wants to just implode and explode all at the same time. It's weird, but uh, it doesn't last very long for me. No, no, and it shouldn't. You know, once, you, once you've warmed up whatever you've had, it should just settle. But the interesting thing is, it's not actually your brain that's hurting. It's the roof of your mouth. Is that right? Yeah, so your brain doesn't really have any pain receptors. But that's why you can do brain surgery. Oh, when people are awake. Yeah, so it's the pain receptors in, your, in the roof of your mouth that send off the weird nerve endings elsewhere sort of on the skin of your scalp and things like that and so the pain sort of emanates up and around to your head and makes you feel like your head hurts but it's actually all in the roof of your mouth so shall we have our last brain teaser go for it okay Scientists are currently working to generate electricity using what? So your choices are dirt, soil, yeah. Yeah. Rotten tomatoes. Mm. Clouds. Yes. Or anchovies. Okay. I've got my answer. Okay. It's time for... Rough. 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 Rough giraffe. You know Albert Einstein? Yes. He's meant to be a pretty clever bloke, isn't he? I did read up a bit about Albert Einstein. He could multitask a lot. What sort of multitasking? No, he could do mathematical theories in his head while playing the violin and all sorts of... Okay. Well, could he cook a dinner whilst washing the dishes and washing the clothes and keeping the house clean? Probably not. No. (laughs) (laughs) So what I read is that his brain was 10% smaller than average. Is that right? So which part of his brain was different then? 
The interesting thing is, although his brain was smaller, it had more neurons packed into it. So was his brain heavier? No, his brain wasn't heavier. His brain was something like 1.3 kilograms. Oh, right, okay. So it was actually lighter, but the neurons were packed more densely and he had more neurons in it. So he had more brain tissue packed into a smaller brain. Mm, uh, compact then. Yeah, more efficient by the sounds of it then. So he was even evolutionising his brain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I read that somebody stole his brain when he died. Is that right? Yeah, when they were doing the autopsy. Have they got it back? Yeah, well, they got it back eventually. It took about 40 years. But how do they know it's his brain? So basically Einstein said, don't take my brain for science. I don't want you to take my brain for science. This guy took it, then told the family, I've taken his brain, can I keep it? And they eventually said, yes, that's fine, as long as you use it for science, which is completely what Einstein said don't do. And then he was, like, experimenting on it for a while, and then eventually they got it back from him. Wow. That's how they know it was smaller and had more neurons, because they were cutting up. Was it smaller because uh, it just had bits cut off it? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, there's that strange... Well, not strange so much, but I do think it's an odd operation where they cut your brain into two halves. They separate it for if you've got really bad epilepsy or... Now, I think we spoke about this in our very first episode, didn't we? Ah, we possibly did. Yes, and we, we were talking about brain and body transplants but yes i remember so they take away half of your brain does it affect you in any way uh, no apparently you have to retrain both sides of your brain again um because your left side doesn't know what your right side is doing mm. so you have to be retrained you can learn to do the processes again. Yeah. But I'm, I've got an idea that um, if you put a piece of cardboard as a... <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going to say if you put a bit of cardboard in your head instead, it acts as the brain. <laughs> <laughs> right, so if you put a bit of cardboard in front of your face, yes. So you're sitting with a screen with your half of your face on each side of the screen. Yeah. You know they say that your right hand doesn't know what your left hand's doing? Yes. You may pick up something with your right hand and look at it with your right eye. Yeah. But it's your left side of the brain that's able to look at it and describe what it is. I think this is why people struggle to describe things when they've had a stroke because it usually happens on the left side of their brain. Yeah. Uh, so you can look at it and hold it up and you can talk about it, but unless you take the screen away and look at it with both eyes, you can't actually tell somebody what it is. You can tell somebody what it's used for. Mm. Uh, you can probably tell them what colour it is and you can make the action. So if it was a potato peeler, yeah, you could say it's metal and you do this with it, like, to make the action of peeling something. Yeah. And you could probably say it's for vegetables. 
But unless you took the screen away and looked at it with the other eye, you wouldn't be able to actually physically say it's a potato peeler. So weird. Because the left side of your brain is for the speech and language and the right side is for sort of spatial awareness, artistic things, that sort of thing. So it's really weird. Yeah. Hey there, who's that? What's the name of the wonky cat? He looks like than any cat around. So, what what does Kipper think about brains? Does he have thoughts? <laughs> I'm sure he has thoughts. Do you want to get him in and find out? Yeah, come on, let's find out. What does Kipper think? All right, then, Kipper, come on. Here he is. Here he is. Oh, like in the smoking jacket. Oh, is that a um, no teal velvet? Oh, it's warm. It's too warm for a smoking jacket, Kipper. I would lose the cravat, Kips, or just have the cravat. He's trying to very elegantly sweat in those clothes, but I could see his armpits are sopping. Right, well, he looked very smart, Kipper. So, have we got a question for Kipper? We do have a question for Kipper. Our question for Kipper is actually from Bridget, who I mentioned earlier. She'd sent us that interesting article about the smells and memories. Right. And she also has a question for Kipper. Okay. So, Kipper, Bridget wants to know, do you remember every memory of all of your nine lives? Oh. What do you think, Kips? Okay, Kipper hasn't had nine yet. No, I was going to say, I am hoping he hasn't had his nine lives. What are you on, Kipper? He's on six. Okay. Okay, do you remember all of them? (laughs) He says life number three was crazy mental. Okay. And he doesn't remember much of it because it was kind of his wilderness years. No, right, it's like the 60s. Yeah. Is that his catnip years? Yeah, his catnip years. (laughs) You know, people say that they were too drunk and they don't remember what happened. Right. It's not that alcohol strips your memory. It's alcohol stops you making memories in the first place. Is that right? Yeah, so it's like keeping the lens cap on a camera when you're trying to take pictures. You just never get the information into your brain to begin with. I thought I was going senile. I've just got to stop drinking. Drinking the gin. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, some people say, oh, I need to get drunk again to remember where I hid that money or whatever. But they probably never made the memory of where the money was in the first place. So they can get drunk as often as they like, but they're never going to remember. Exactly. Wow. Anyway, so so Kipper, that was, that was pretty much you in life three, was it? all kipper needs to remember is who's giving him the food who's giving him the fusses and where the greenhouse is for for a nap that's it that's it that's all he needs to know thanks kips off you go thank you kipper so can i give you the answers to our little brain teasers oh i'd love you to right okay then so Question one was about the thuggies. Okay, I've written down my answer. So, did they... What did they use for their murderous weapons? A handkerchief, a pigeon, a brass knuckle duster, or sword-concealing pants? I've decided... No, not I've decided. I've chosen pigeons. 
Oh, now how do you think they killed people with pigeons? Either they have dead pigeons, like that are stuffed with sharpened beaks, and they sort of stab them. Okay. That's more like doves, though. When doves attack. <laughs> or they might give the pigeons a disease that the pigeons then poop on other people. That's a good thought. Or the pigeons just swarm everyone and they like leave an area because there's too many pigeons. Okay, so that's your thought is a pigeon. Yeah. Okay, so the answer actually is number one, the handkerchief. Ah, uh, and how did they do... Oh, is it gross? They strang- uh. strangled people with it. I'm imagining lacy handkerchiefs with like their initials embroidered on them. Oh, yeah, no, probably more of a, a cravatty type of pirate handkerchief. Oh, okay, a big one. So... Number two, in Vancouver, what can't you have on the house? So your choices were bay windows, pet doors, gutters or doorknobs. I decided that it would be bay windows. Okay. And any reason for it? Gutters are pretty essential, I think. Doorknobs, unless, they mean, you can't have doorknobs, but you can have door handles, then maybe that's fine. But I think they're that they're pretty good as well. I just thought bay windows aren't essential. It might be a waste of windows and building materials. Okay, so the answer, and you've actually said it, it's doorknobs. Ah. And you've actually said the reason. And I don't know why it's not allowed, but they're only allowed to have door handles with a lever and not doorknobs. Oh. But I do not know why. So, anybody that's in Vancouver, can you let me know why you can't have a doorknob? Yes, I'd like to know that. I'm sure it must be a safety thing. Yes, but I don't know what it is. Okay. So, number three. Yeah. Scientists that are currently working to generate electricity are using what? Now, they're using soil or, what do we say, rotten tomatoes. Yeah. Or clouds or anchovies. What do you think the answer is? I think the answer is anchovies. Okay, and what do you think? There must be some... Because you can get electricity from, like, lemons because of their acidity. Right. There must be something in the... See, now I don't know whether it's anchovies before they're, like, processed, but there might be something in it. You could, I suppose, if you're getting it from lemons and potatoes, you could theoretically from, get it from rotten tomatoes. But I'm going to say there's something in the in anchovies that, that, that's, got, that's electrical. I don't know. Okay, so, yet again, you are wrong. <sighs> and yet again, you have said the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> So, they are actually looking at making little battery fuel cells that are using the cells out of rotten tomatoes. They give off a type of gas that they're making into fuel cells, which will generate electricity. See, I know the answers. I I just want the more interesting answer. (laughs) You You should just go with your gut feeling. From the signs of it, I should go with what I know and not just go for, oh, maybe there's something else to this. Excuse me, senor. Don't forget, Rough Giraffe is on Twitter at Rough Giraffe Pod. So we've had a good talk about the brain. We've had a proper brainstorm. We have had a brainstorm. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to have a brain freeze now with some salted caramel. 
Do you want to hear an unrelated news item? I would love one. Come on, then. It's about goats. Oh, they're not in trees, are they? No. The headline is, Irish town terrorised by wild goats. Goat or goats? Wild goats. Right. Procreating like there's no tomorrow. Oh, bless them. So, there's a herd of wild goats. Yoodly, yoodly, yoodly. Yeah. (laughs) They are roaming around this Irish town and they're climbing on people's cars. They're uh, having relations. Oh, dear. What, having people around for tea and everything? Yeah, exactly. Just platonic relations. Uh, They are going into people's gardens. They are causing absolute havoc. And this is a bit sad, but two of them went into the electricity substation and got electrocuted. Oh, dear. (laughs) But there are now 22 goats... No. And the, they need to buy them a tree. <laughs> and they say there are at least six kids. And I'm hoping that means there are six goat kids and there aren't just like 22 goats and six human children running around. But they don't want to kill them. What are they going to do to them then? They're probably going to castrate them. Some goats would think that was worse than death. So they may relocate them to... What, to like Liverpool? <laughs> just put them on the boat. <laughs> send them over. No, they, so they might relocate them to farms or nature reserves. Uh, they may castrate some of them. How did they get to be this goat herd in the first place? <laughs> they just live, like, in the surrounding countryside. They don't know where they came from exactly, but it may be that a couple escaped from a farm at some point and went in, out into the wild and then... Okay. They're not like a particular type of wild goat. No, they're just they're just very naughty. Naughty goats. Oh, I love goats. People are concerned because they keep running out into the road and then when the car stops they just jump onto the car. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they need to get their own transport? Yeah, exactly. Hitchhiking goats. They're all going, they're all like, we want to get out of this town. Uh, They need a goat cart. A goat cart. (laughs) And with that, I think we need to moonwalk out of here. Okay, all right then. So thank you for that. That's all right. We've picked each other's brains. We have. So next time, can we do the penis? (laughs) Yeah. Well, <laughs> don't be laughing. It's a serious thing. It's a busman's holiday for me, isn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> but you don't. You can find out things you didn't know about the penis. I know nothing about the penis. Facts about the penis. <laughs> about the penis. About the penis. Yeah. The pen. The penis mightier than the sword. Ooh, or is it? We'll find out in the next episode. Okay, all right then. Thank you very much for that, Stacey. All right then, speak soon. Right, cheers. Bye. Bye, Kipper. Bye. It's the end of the podcast. It is very sad. But tune in again and it won't be so bad. 
With mum in the bungalow and Stacy at home Send us your stories on your smartphone And then everybody will feel so alone The Rough Giraffe Podcast The Rough Giraffe Podcast This podcast is part of Britpod Scene an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritPodScene.com or BritPodScene on Twitter to find out more.